All right. Today is December 10th, 2022, episode 13. It's winter, y'all. Yes. <laughs> the quirk tarts are here. We are back in this motherfucker. And for you people, disclaimer, the quirk tarts is an adult's only entertainment situation. So if you're a child or if you're sensitive, you need to see your way out from this conversation. Yeah, also, don't listen to this podcast while you're doing drop-off. Also, if you work with me and respect me as a professional, you also might want to turn this off because you're going <laughs> to learn a lot about me. But it also is perfectly fine. You can learn a lot about me too, you know? But here we are. My co-host, T Nasty. What's up? How you feeling? Hi. How have you been since the last quarter? Because it seems like we did- <laughs> We do we do seasonal podcasts. How C sweet of us. How how professional. This is the quarterly all hands. Things have been things have been draining, Mm. but and and challenging, but in a lot of ways welcome challenges. I think there's a lot of just personal growth the last few few months as well but we won't get into that Mm. i I have to save some material for my therapist yeah that's real (laughs) what about you yeah man these therapists coming up coming up with the come up getting the big bag because we are (laughs) but we all fucked Fucked up up. i'm like is it just me or is life life in the shit out of us right now like and I, i was talking to my partner about this like is it just our age like our phase of life that it seems like things have been exceptionally difficult like the last you know three four years or so because we're you know in our early mid-30s now and it seems like okay maybe it's just our phase of life like maybe it just kind of was supposed to be difficult because by the time you're 30 something like life just kind of is doing what it's gonna do but i'm i'm not convinced that it's just our phase of life i feel like there's something that's particularly cursed about the 2020s i also think it's our generation yes yeah like it's our generation it's our our life our parents fucked us up the educational system fucked us up student loan debt fucked us up our the american dream rigmarole like fucked us up and now we're reaping what they sowed you know like in in so many ways i i feel like this wasn't part of the plan and here i am dealing with the consequences of something that was not for me and wasn't by me um and then when i look around for support or tools to navigate it's like oh no one taught me this i don't Mm -hmm. know how to handle this because no one taught me this Mm -hmm. i'm learning it with my therapist Mm -hmm. and on this podcast every quarter (laughs) learning learning to navigate through life um on my on my own in a lot of ways but again i feel like you know all new things just means growth and like how you get through it and just reminding myself of that you know just to keep saying <laughs> really <laughs> was yeah. it believable did it sound believable at least yes absolutely i believed it 
I, I, I believe it. It sounds good. It sounds great. Let's do it. Let's, let's go for it. Let's go for it. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. It's like it, it looking around and seeing like how much things have changed for a lot of people that are our age that I'm either like social with or that I, you know, just kind of know in proximity just because where we live it's a small town and you know those of us that like grew up together and went to college together and stuff like that it's like a lot of things have kind of changed in our lives and have happened and it's like yeah some of it is like mid-30s early 40s stuff but then some of it is like it's this pandemic like mm -hmm. it's like you said our generational um limitations like kind of catching up with us now and it's just like it's a lot and and how it how it impacts our relationships like our relationships with each other like our you know romantic partnerships but also our friendships and our familial relationships too like things just feel diff like different not impossible but different and I think what I've been trying to learn how to do is feel comfortable in uncertainty, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't have to know what my five-year plan is or like what the rest of my 30s is going to look like to still be content and like be able to appreciate the simple things in life that are going yeah. well and you know appreciate the parts of my life that are going well because for me the things that really count for me are intact and are going well and that I'm happy about and like excited about amidst like the stuff that has been really hard and I'm just trying to like encourage myself to focus on that and be thankful for that and to put like my energy into that and like use that that positive outlook to like source me when I'm feeling exhausted mm -hmm. like it's been an emotional roller coaster like the last several weeks um I mean really the last what we coming up on three years since this funky ass Seriously. like it's all been an emotional roller coaster but it just seems like something has been really special about the last three months or so. The moon has been doing weird shit. Like there's been yeah. retrogrades back to back. And like, if you believe in any of that shit and like, just, I don't know, like, I just, I just need things to just chill for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. That was right. so well put too. Like I, it, it completely resonates with me, what you said and I, I I'm always just I'm interested five ten years from now when they or or probably longer maybe let's just say a hundred years where they like look at our bones like those anthropologists like look at <laughs> like our like our, our 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 skeleton and like the remains of of this time that we've mm -hmm. had to endure and navigate through I wonder what they're gonna say like oh my god they literally lost their mind. <laughs> Like yep. everyone lost their the the their right mind. I I wish I would be alive to like read the book uh, about us in a hundred 
years. I think I'm going to be so damn tired by then that I'm going to be ready when it's my time. And that's probably right. fucked up, but like a hundred years is enough for me. I don't know if I need more than a hundred years of this shit. Like if my mid-30s is any indication of how crazy this shit is going to get, I think I'm okay I'm done. You know, give me the, 90 years of this like turn it in like give me the next one I, i'm done with this lifetime <laughs> give me exactly, the next. exactly like i'm i'm ready <sighs> that's yeah yeah i feel that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it, i agree it has been a hard last few months um what's yeah. helped you besides you know some of those reminders is there anything that's helped you through it what escapism coping mechanisms have you had so other than like you know counseling and having like real conversations with my spouse and like us just really working together to like stick together and um like redefine like what happiness and all that means for us yeah. like um actually it's been less escapism um mm. than over the last three years because I feel like in the pandemic, I got really deep into escapism because it was kind of just like my coping mechanism as like everything was on fire, you know, like yeah. COVID happened. I was freaking out like, oh man, like this is like contagion. We all about to die. Then I got <laughs> pregnant and literally did almost die. Had a baby. It's just been like back to back, like life changing, you know, life changing things. Going back to work and getting back into work and all the big things that you know is involved in the type of like work that that I do and all that stuff is just like bam, back to back, back to back. So I think like my escapism was my big like lean on thing to try to manage. But like to me, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't also like avoiding things that I need to address about my life and about my patterns and like ways of thinking and ways that I like cope and like show up for people in my life and all that so I've been watching actually a lot less tv a lot less of yeah any sort of distraction like you know when I'm done with my day like around eight o'clock at night eight nine o'clock I'm actually good and tired I haven't been napping and stuff during the day because I'm back outside so I go to the office you know work a full day at work and then come home eat dinner with my family spend time with my kid and then by that time it's like damn I'm tired you know what <laughs> I mean but the couple of things that I have done as far as escapism I'm still watching a little bit of like reality tv and kind of keeping up with a little bit of celebrity gossip you know on the gram and stuff and trying to stay in touch with a couple of my friends like you know through like discord and just a couple you know things like that just occasionally to say hi to people but yeah I think just being back outside and dealing with that and trying to be a decent parent who's also a working you know, like having to work and like having kind of a, a really uh, complex job and like all that kind of stuff has just mm. been, I, I, yeah, I think that it's actually been better for me to not do as much yeah. escapism, but my favorite yeah. TV show right now that I've been catching up on is Bling Empire. They got season three out and I just started season three and uh, I think 
um singles inferno is coming back out next week so yeah i'm looking forward to watching that over my winter break because i'm going to take a couple weeks off from work at the end of this month so i'll probably catch up on that and i then, mean but um, it's going to be like a two-week episode like two episodes a week kind of thing though so okay yes yeah, so but maybe watch... that'll be a good cadence mm -hmm, exactly and then there's this uh south african show how to ruin christmas mm. they have season three out so uh -huh. I'll probably if if all the episodes are out at once I'll probably like binge watch that whole thing nice. um because I think that one is really funny so um and then I, I might pick back up Phoebe's show everything is trash but I don't know I, for some reason this show like really like triggered me for some reason and I just like couldn't watch it when i first started watching it but i don't know maybe yeah. i'll pick that one back up but i don't know what about you i in a similar sentiment um staying on top of like pop culture celebrity news and like entertainment has felt more like a chore mm. Mm -hmm. lately like it's like the like thing that i would gravitate towards um, if I didn't know what to do with that moment, I didn't really want to like recap my day or like figure out what was like really going on or, or to your point, like kind of confronting issues. And so I also have been spending less time in front of the screen. Um, perhaps it's just like us and our old bodies just like catching up with us. It's like y'all been watching way too much TV. <laughs> Fuck the generational stuff. It's just like, no, you guys are just tired and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, you guys need a 9 p.m. like bedtime. That's why <laughs> you're showing up cranky. Hmm. Um, but no, I, the latest thing that I've probably, uh, I haven't been listening to BTS a lot, you know mostly because i feel like their music the last few years we've said it before i'll say it again armies <laughs> uh the last few years like i don't really feel like the music was for for us um not us like an like army like the og armies it was it was for the american western music industry um it was it was because they they won it, um the grammy the awards and, and all of those things and so there was to me and i'm sure to a lot of army too um it there was more songs than not lacked the substance that they used to have um and i think the last week or so after rm uh dropped his album of 10 songs i've just been reflecting a lot um it's I wouldn't say it's like a super deep album, but it's deep in the sense that Namjoon's deep, mm -hmm. like in general. Yeah, and he needs cerebral sometimes. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's uh, an old soul in a lot of ways, and so mm -hmm. I to have this album, um, it really like I I remember watching one of the music videos that he had. And I had this realization that he was my like first bias in BTS. Mm. And it's like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have gotten into K-pop. 
Mm. I wouldn't have gotten into K-dramas. And me and you would probably not be doing this podcast. Yeah, you might be right. Like, his, like, whole way of, like, doing stuff was definitely, I would say, a catalyst for us actually going through with starting this podcast. Because yeah. I'm being like, I'm going to start a podcast. But I didn't know what it was going to be about. Like, I knew that I didn't want it to be, like, about our jobs or career or right. whatever. Like, I wanted it to be about our common interests. But... Yeah, and yeah. like it, I think it was, it took us some time to figure out that we had this common interest, right? As well, before we started talking about it and and kind yeah. of memorializing it into a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I started thinking about it, and you know, a lot of what his album talks about is just like feeling alone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like a lot of things that I've been going through the past several months has also felt very isolating like I'm the only one that kind of like feels what I'm feeling Mm. um and I've been giving myself a hard time Mm. about it um and feeling like sorry for myself and like the pity parties and whatnot Mm. I listened to his album I'm not afraid to say this I should I shed some tears. I shed mm-hmm. some tears thinking about, yeah, how lonely it must be to be in your 20s and peop- everyone's looking at you. You can't be your true self. Yeah, like, how hard is it to be a celebrity, right? You know, like, you get all this fame. Like, what what, what can't you get? But I, I think, like, as a K-pop idol in particular, uh, just the different things and personas and labels and and things that they mm-hmm. have to endure and like can't really be their fullest self um, in fear of reper- repercussions and I I felt for him mm-hmm. like through his music and then I felt for myself because I'm like how like Tina mm-hmm. how are you showing this much compassion for this person you don't even know. Hmm. <laughs> where was where was this person when you were kind of feeling the same thing where you felt like everyone just had this image for you, expected you to do certain mm. things as a working mom, as a female leader in your job, like all these things. And so that 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 got to me um, mm. as I was listening to his album was and it, it reminded me of why I got into K-pop in the first place was because first, it, like, K-pop just produces music in a whole other, like, level, in my opinion. The production is just, like, things that you, they just do what Western music does, but better in a lot of ways. And I remember the first time I actually, like, heard, like, BTS's lyrics and, like, read the lyrics and, like, read the meanings and watched the music videos. I was like, oh, this shit is deep. Mm. And it just reminded me of, you know, it made me kind of reignite, like, some of the passion I have for, like, art um, and, like, artistic expression. And as a way, that has been, like, my coping mechanism Mm. lately has just been the... um, re re 
prioritization of like expressing myself instead of um, just always consuming <laughs> mm. and and seeking inspiration from <clears throat> other things like music and less screen time and more more music and more um, trying to read more. I think this is also what old people do, right? <laughs> Yeah, I I was like, man, I actually like want to read a book a little bit. So I got <laughs> real close to finishing All About Love, um, mm-hmm. one of Bell Hooks, like I would say most known yeah. books. And I'm like just at the end, like on the last chapter. And it, it was a really timely reading mm-hmm. um, phase of life stuff, you know, yeah. just thinking about like, what does love really mean? For me at this time in my life in my identity and also in my like familial and romantic like obligations and stuff like that like what is it like what is it they are sense making of like where I am right now um it has been a really helpful reading and I'll, yeah I'm just about done with it um but yeah I'm like oh look at me like reading books because typically I would read for my career but like not read for myself because like my escapism thing is just like tv and like ratchet auntie shit you know what I mean like city growling a little bit and I'm like let me not be city growling so much just because we back outside like maybe I should just like listen to some music or read a book or like go to the gym or something so yeah, been trying to keep it low key because there's just too much shit going on. Just... Isn't it so interesting that how I feel like, I mean, we talk, but the the fact that our wavelengths like continue to run parallel on in terms of like the things that we need in the moment. Yeah, in our like respective lives. Like we coordinated our black t-shirts. We didn't know that we were gonna wear black t-shirts. Like you know. Exactly. Exactly. Like I legit had this black t-shirt over here. It might be the same shirt. But now I just got on a black sweater. Like it's the same. It's the same shirt. It probably is. But like it got a little split. On the side, hey, I mean, yeah. this is shirt. a very like it's a very heavy boxy t-shirt. I literally was right. gonna show up with a, like a box, um, my pajama shirt. I'm like, let me not out. Let me do something that like. But like. when we do our weekend in Chicago, hey, you know, maybe we'll actually put the DJ video party. up on YouTube yeah. so people know what we look like you know maybe because people gonna think we ugly if we don't start showing our faces so that's rude <laughs> for them to assume Jesus I'm like I'm I don't like, want you to be distracted they like they don't give a show what they look like they will be ugly as <laughs> <laughs> okay okay bet Period. We'll, we'll, sh- we'll show you we'll Period. show you exactly <laughs> So we're getting close to the end of the year, obviously. So let's recap some of the bullshit from the last couple months. Because there's been a lot of bullshit the last couple months. Honestly, when we talked about doing this podcast, like every single week, when like another week passed and like life got in the way, we're just like, oh my God, there's more bullet points. (laughs) 
yeah. there's so much to talk about. What do you want to talk about first? Well, I just want to say uh, that I am very excited that Brittany Griner came home. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, so she never should have went to jail to yeah. begin with for any of that. That was yes. all straight up bullshit. Never should have been imprisoned for that anyway. But just like thankful that, you know, our prayers and hard work and activism has been like answered and then she's like able to come home and all that. But, you know, there's always haters. You got people, even our own, who mm-hmm. were like hating. They were like, well, why would they do that? That's a bad political move. And like all this, like people, man, people are straight haters like you can't even be happy for this person who was unjustly imprisoned that is coming home like people couldn't even be happy for a black woman or a black person for a hot second before they started some bullshit like i am i am very glad she does not have to be incarcerated in russia longer than she already has yeah it it was just ridiculous we still need to talk about the trade. <laughs> and we can talk about the trade. <laughs> like, let's let's get into it. I mean, an arms dealer for how much how much was in her vape? Who knows? Tit for tat just feels like that that was not a tit for tat. I am glad that she is back. I am not necessarily, like I, I saw like the comments of like the diplomacy matters matters and like what kind of precedent mm-hmm. like is the setting. And I, I feel like for me is not that I'm a diplomat. I, I had questions from our own administration. Mm-hmm. It, it was less about questions about what Russia would be will do later on or whatnot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It was for me like, how does any administration go about making these sorts of decisions, and like who who gets to have the say and who gets to say this person is worth as much as this person so it was for me it was less about this particular scenario and these two individuals but what it did show me was that like there's people in power that gets to like pick and choose who is worthwhile and who's not mm-hmm. worthwhile at the end of the day because mm-hmm. biden making that move or whoever i don't know because i also feel like biden in a lot of ways is just like the puppet and there's a there's other people pulling at strings <laughs> you don't believe sleepy joe can pull his own strings i don't think he knows where his strings are <laughs> <laughs> but not not the topic um i guess for right now um i i, I question the motive behind it um and if it was truly because it was the right thing to do versus what it appeared to be, what it looked like. And should this come up next time? I hope it does not. But let's be real, it'll probably come up again. And if not Russia, wherever. I just wonder like how, how these things are determined. What if it was not an NBA star? 
And, and what if it wasn't as um, people weren't loud about it, then, then what, you know, like, would they make the same decision? And I, I always question how these decisions are made and who, who gets to be the decision maker mm-hmm. here. Was it, was it the public? Mm-hmm. Um, was it media? Like, and I don't know the answer to, to that. Um, but I, it did make me pause. Although mm. I am happy that she's up and I'm happy that she's home. And at home, I think she, she should be home by now. Um, but yeah, even, even um, I, I did play this little scenario in my head because I think like Biden said something like, I just talked to Brittany on the phone. She's, she's on her way home. I wanted to know who he called. <laughs> like, I wanted to, like, I wanted to hear that conversation. Was it like a hostage kind of like phone call? And like, how did that handoff, like there was, I like just envisioned this entire like movie <laughs> plotline in my brain. Um, Interesting. Any, re- any reactions to that? No, that makes sense to me. I mean, I I was just like happy that she's coming home that I didn't even really care to think about like what could be happening in the background. I think from the way that you just explained like your thoughts just now, that makes sense to me. Like that part makes sense to me. I just didn't like that it seemed like we couldn't be happy for a minute mm-hmm. that she was coming home before people started like jumping on the situation yeah. and, like talking about the political strategy when like there was a black person a black woman mm-hmm. a black queer woman who was unjustly imprisoned in an entirely different country for what the world would consider a minor offense and mm-hmm. like just that we couldn't even be happy for a hot second before people wanted to talk about things that are beyond her and that are beyond her life it was just disappointing and frustrating particularly disappointing and frustrating that it was us to like just just let us be happy for her and her wife and like her family and her like teammates and colleagues who were happy to see her come home like do you think we know how to be happy (laughs) Evidently not. We can't be happy for nobody. It's like, damn, that we do, damn, we don't. Right. On, on that note, too, like, there were people trying to drag Kiki Palmer this week because she, like, announced her pregnancy so on SNL. And, like, Kiki Palmer, like, our our sweet little... Uh, unproblematic um the only unproblematic child star we probably have had in the last 30 years (laughs) like she's had a wholesome unproblematic life is very talented has a really like positive reputation and stuff like that and has been in some awesome projects over the last 10 years and she minds her business and is just happy with her life she announces that she and her man are having a baby together and people were are like hating on her like that makes like no sense to me it just it's just like we we can't do shit like no nobody's gonna be like who who gonna be happy for us you know like Mm. just just let us enjoy our lives you got people that are happy and we can't even like 
acknowledge that it's just yeah. it sucks do you yeah. feel like mostly people are happy it's just the people that are unhappy are so loud Oh no! I feel like it's just that most people are unhappy that we don't know how to like be happy for other people. That's what it seems mm-hmm. like to me. You know, you got Nick Cannon having like his twenty second kid or whatever, <laughs> and people are all over that too. It's like, look, I am not trying to judge other people's family planning habits. Like, if he if these women that he's having these children with are like happy about their home life mm-hmm. that's their that's their thing that's their thing like if he's treating them right and they're all providing for those kids together like I don't know I'm not that interested in judging them. I'm trying to keep my own family and my <laughs> own home life together to be honest like I don't know hey. yeah. It, it, yeah it just seems like on many what on whatever end of the spectrum whether people are like super private and stuff like that or if they're like very loud and like happy about how great their lives are according to them like there's somebody who's waiting in the background to be like I don't care about your happy ass life (laughs) you know like people can't just (laughs) celebrate for a hot second like Trevor Noah like letting go of the Daily Show and just being happy about himself like moving on from that and like thanking black women for like you know being his inspiration and like teaching him what he knows like about like comedy and about his political analysis and stuff people wasn't happy for him about that they're like what do you mean black women you know is he is he just saying this as like a you know, is this opportunism, you know, like everybody's Mm. integrity is always questioned. Like it just, I don't know. I guess I don't don't read the comments enough. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is my problem for reading the comments, (laughs) but it just seems like, and and there's so much distrust in this world that like, nobody's intentions or integrity is like ever trusted now and like every time somebody does something or says something it's just like a whole bandwagon of people like ready to everything's polarizing don't all over it everything's polarizing yeah i i honestly was like found um trevor noah's speech at the end really touching and um it's i don't know it from his who was this person john stewart was it was it john stewart or who john stewart was right before him right um, on the daily yeah. show yeah sure that's it there wasn't anyone in between yeah, right yeah I don't let's, so. let's just say it was him allegedly so. we'll say allegedly, allegedly so there were you know i i you know, like I always kind of watched The Daily Show like before bed, like it was just a thing to watch. It was really nice. Like um, I think during the pandemic too, like I felt like uh, Trevor Noah really did find his voice in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. in the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, just like sitting in his house, like in a sweatshirt. Um, and I feel like 
everyone would, was very surprised to hear him say that he would leave at the same time I'm like <clears throat> this feels right it's kind of like getting rid of the pandemic like mm-hmm. split ends if you will mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm excited to like who do you think the next host is gonna be I don't know but I hope it's not a white woman so <laughs> And this probably, on the record, on, for on the, the record, record, for the record, I do hope that it's not a white woman. I said what I said. So twelve you years know, from now, when y'all dig this back up, and I'll be like, oh, you said on your podcast that you didn't want a white woman to be the host of the Daily Show, and I'm gonna look right at the camera and say, yes, I did say that I did not want a white woman to be the host of the Daily Show. It's it's so funny that he paid homage to black women and we know for a fact it's not going to be a black woman that's going to be the next host because white women are the benefactors of our movements they always benefit you know they always benefit from our movements you know whether it's a affirmative action or me too or whatever it is you know they are the ones that get to you know benefit from our labor and our failures and our victories and it's just still frustrating to see that like white hashtag white lady boss is a whole fucking thing if you look around you know businesses organizations companies initiatives there's you know (laughs) back in the day like our parents generation they used to talk about the man you know like that 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 white man that's behind everything it's just kind of like but is it the woman isn't the woman isn't the white woman behind you know it's just yeah i would argue though all marginalized communities are benefactors of black movement oh oh yes definitely yes yes that is very true i remember uh i think we may have talked about this on here before but you remember when uh Hassan Minaj was talking about a couple different things, but he spoke specifically about um, some of the bystander habits and traditions in, you know, particularly brown Asian American community, um, specifically after uh, George Floyd was killed. Mm, And like, he got can- mm-hmm. like he got canceled from Netflix like soon 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 like around like it was either right after that or it was like it, it was like around that time it just seemed like really convenient that like that's also around the time that Netflix dropped him too I would think he would be a good addition to the Daily Show roster oh he would he would kill that he would absolutely kill that however he he already we killed know, it <laughs> we know the network tv does not appreciate outspoken asian american people yep. we know that because this fucking racist country does not appreciate outspoken asian american people mm. asian people that say what they mean and mean what they say are are received as hostile and uncooperative i mean i'm right? glad you said it i didn't want to so say it being because Asian people's racialized experience here is that they have to be passive and agreeable to survive here, right? In order for the racial structure to even work. Exactly. In order for the racial hierarchy to stay firmly in place, it has, this has to remain true. That's the way Asian people have to be socialized. And so for an Asian person to be like, 
know what? Actually, I A, have opinions. B, they are unpopular. And C, I'm um, unapologetic about it. Nobody mm-hmm. knows what to do with that shit. They're like, uh, okay. Which, dropping gems, dropping gems today. Yeah, so I, yeah, I I was like a fan of like Cosmonage when he was just doing, you know, kind of stand-up type of stuff. And then when he had his show on Netflix, I really, really liked that show. Like, I, I remember watching every Patriot episode Act. and like Patriot, yeah, and like learning something on each episode because yeah. he spoke about global issues. Um, I but think it was also still in a way, everything yeah, too, it was, was quick, like, entertaining. Yeah, it was quick. It was funny. It yeah. was thoughtful. It was truthful, and I think all of that resonated with our generation. That yeah um feeds off of that kind of news um yeah. it, like it has to be delivered in that kind of way in in the daily show kind of manner yeah exactly um yeah. for for uh, and like we are able to tell like what what is satire versus what is news and but we almost like our generation requires both Mm-hmm. Yep. We we need them both hand in hand we're, we're in the, order to We're the it. meme culture generation. Like we're the meme culture generation. <laughs> we're the we, well, know, we can't be happy. Right. Right. We're the mis, misinformation. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we have to get our news the way we want to hear it. Generation yeah. is so you know, yeah, it's just very interesting. I, I highly doubt that. Comedy Central would offer that opportunity to Hasan Minaj because he keeps it to keeps it to one hundred. Um, yeah, but it would be freaking awesome if they did, you know. But I, I it, it's, it's it's going to end up probably being a white lady boss, and it'll be boring. Uh-huh. And yeah. you know, only you know other white lady bosses will watch it, and it'll just be what it is, you know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm actually surprised they haven't said anything yet. Mm. Like, when is the next show going to be where they like actually? Ha- I think. Oh, I actually think they're gonna have like interim hosts until they decide. Is what I read somewhere. Mm. Interesting. But anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of our generation. Speaking of our generation and news and stuff happening in the news and misinformation, misreporting, <laughs> people were dragging Van Jones. I'm not even going to repeat it, but it was it was going in on your boy Van Jones. Granted, I'm I'm not a Van Jones fan. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I don't agree with everything that he says and does, but I do think that people misinterpreted what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that it was fair to him the way they like jumped on it and made it seem like he was just kind of shucking, you know, shucking. I don't really think he was that time. I think that what he said actually made sense and was sincere. And I do think that we need to like, be holding not just Kanye West but other like folks in our community accountable to problematic behavior because using our oppressors tools is not helping us yeah. like us jumping on the bandwagon of anti-semitism is not helping black folks as a culture we're not getting any points or any cookies and our life outcomes are not getting any better by being 
hate hateful towards other groups of people based on race or religion and that's but, just I, but i think that's the key is i think there are individuals the the kanye west the herschel walkers that do think that they are accumulating power by using those tools and 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 their goal is not for collective liberation oh, it, the, the thing, goal though. yes the goal is to accumulate power power and yeah. and and that what they don't and perhaps they're perhaps they're closer to realizing it is is they they're it, it's they're just a puppet in in the white supremacy game yep and just as quick yep. as things were ripped from from kanye literally overnight right like mm -hmm. should have been a rude awakening of like yeah you can accumulate power and wealth if that's you know like you will you will hit a certain point and you can't just say anything you want yeah we can take well, everything like, away from you you can but there are consequences you know yeah. and yeah you're a billionaire and yeah you're famous and yeah you're very talented but you know yeah using tools of the same people who have dehumanized us is not cool you know yeah. and like i feel like he probably is doing it because he is unwell mentally and at the same time it still doesn't make it okay just yeah. because his erratic behavior is logical <laughs> It Yeah, I think Kanye has been unraveling for like the last decade and some change. And it's, yeah, unfortunate that it's come to this extremity, but unfortunately, it's not a surprise. It just, it just really sucks. Um, it's, yeah. a, it's a disappointment to see like a really um, talented person spiral like that um yeah. i agree yeah and to to do like not just not just to be like not quite himself but to also begin to be harmful to other people and to be like yeah. outspoken about being harmful to other people it's just very strange and unfortunate um but uh i don't know it's a lot uh, it, I think, you know, the, the mindset of, you know, that yes, he has been unraveling and is, is unwell. Do you think that's 
kind of the reason why you feel like the people around him maybe it was just not the right people around him um but how did it how i guess what another way to put it said no one love him enough mm. to be like dude like what's happening why what, this started years ago but like mm-hmm. how, yeah, did we, yeah. how did it get to this point More where years ago where there was not enough people around him that mm. that that loved him and felt like they could bring him down mm. like it's a delicate situation because yeah. i i don't know like we could argue that but we also could argue that he's just always had a personality of that he mm. can do everything himself and that he can work through things himself and that he is the genius and that he's the brilliant person and like <laughs> feeling mm. like he's not wrong in the situation and like I, I i don't know we could argue that but there's also a flip side like yeah. some of his nature and some of his personality could also have informed him that like everything is fine and that he's <laughs> he's doing what he needs to do with his life and that he's just been dealt of a series of particular things and now he's just responding in the way that he wants to respond for better or worse like and that's just real too i think it's a combination of things like the family that he married into is not a healthy environment i think everybody can kind of acknowledge that mm-hmm. a healthy environment for people who are already unraveling mentally because they're clout chasers and yeah. so when you got a family of clout chasers where everything is fake like that must be difficult but at the same time like he had friends and people in the industry who really respected him who may have put their hands out to try to help and you know maybe he didn't want it you remember this was some years ago when like he had an interview with sway and like sway was trying to talk Mm. to him he blew up at sway this went viral right this is something why do i do that that?" like just going off like off the like just yeah so he he he's been going down this road for a long time. And like I said, just because it makes sense, don't make it right. And I think that mm-hmm. he really needs to just put his phone down and check in somewhere, check into a rehab place and work through, you know, where his mental wellness is and like his spiritual wellness too. And it just it is just very, very strange where he has landed and like. I hope he gets better but at the same time like I don't have time for it like I I'm good like mm-hmm. it's just it sucks it's not just him it's a whole lot of people out here spiraling like this but it's more dangerous when it's like a celebrity that people actually respect and like look up to you know mm-hmm. um it yeah mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I'm 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 contemplating, you know, the the power we've given um, individuals mm-hmm. on these platforms, mm. um, on their platforms, on social media platforms, um, 
and and the real consequences that it's like not fun and games anymore yep. we've seen it time and time again yep and yep and the the distance that we've created from what's on our screens on our phones like in, in our handhelds versus reality has like it's just broadened so much and mm. i don't know like i um i don't know kind of going back like full circle of like yeah i how how do we stay in touch and with with what's going on in the world but not um kind of spiral through what these individuals these celebrities are doing or not doing and like how do we not give them this much power um but yeah. we can't not acknowledge it when it's happening either you know like mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. yeah that's why i was like quiet for a minute it's like i i instantly go into this like what should change mm -hmm. mode um mm -hmm. and like what what would happen what would it look like if we didn't give these individuals that much power mm. um, and what would that look like mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't know I, I don't think that we've seen we've really seen it um mm. but anyway mm. any good news anything mm. good that we can talk about um good news any other rg good news that aren't spiraling <laughs> i know that like last time well anybody who stuck around and didn't cancel us knows that i was like on the fence about uh beyonce and lizzo's new music the last time we talked and the good news is that it grew on me you know after listening to both albums like four times it it grew on me so i'm like okay i un i get it now the thing there was a video of prince it was like had to be in the 90s because he had his little bowl cut he had his little haircut then oh are you talking about the cuppet yes and he was <laughs> just like vibing and i was like okay i get it i get it i i get it now i get it it was like a like a click i was like i understand what's happening here now i'm canceled <laughs> <laughs> no i'm probably still canceled but also like i also I'm like okay i understand what's happening with this with this music and with this album now i'm i'm following i'm following the situation so um, it's, it's the theme of our our this episode is just like we're just getting old i think it just takes us yeah. a little longer to to yeah. get get with whatever is it yeah. nowadays i mean it's hard we're being stuck a in our ways it's hard <laughs> being a dinosaur you know what i mean like when you basically are extinct <laughs> like when you basically are extinct and it's just like shit i'm almost not in this motherfucker no more but we feel the meteors we we know it's coming i'm our, running this shit our... my arms are short it's <laughs> <laughs> like, just trying to survive big as fuck just eating plants and stuff like i don't know like yeah i don't know this dinosaur lifestyle is just difficult 
being basically 40 when you round to the nearest 10 and like just I, don't I was know. gonna tell a dinosaur joke. <laughs> <laughs> tell it, tell it. When you were like, uh, yeah, this dinosaur life isn't it. I'm like, yeah, this dinosaur life is for the birds. And and birds are like the reincarnated <laughs> anyway. Nobody Nobody would get that. I just have, I have a child who's really into dinosaurs. We should not quit our day jobs yet, though. No. I think we still got to work on our, on our. We will, you know who's not going to be the host of the daily show? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we not white lady bosses, though. So we probably don't meet the the qualifications. (laughs) Maybe in like 10 years when we're, we're basically 50, you know, we We qualify by then be co-host because 50 year old auntie auntie things yes like the next thing to look forward to like 50 year old fancy black lady 50 year old fancy asian lady there's like a whole market for that now i do agree we're like unfiltered uncensored i don't care we're like we're dancing in, in the alleys kind of like kind of energy and i do think what we're feeling right now is just the training period right like we're working up to that and and that's why like it feels challenging right now we're working into that growth we're we're growing into that skin (laughs) okay right so we gotta go through this like dinosaur phase and then like evolution (laughs) rise through the ashes to become like magical aunties and like (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's how we'll get through (laughs) the next phase of life when we start going through the change. I see it. I see it. Exactly. Exactly. I see see what y'all did there. Y'all did there. That is amazing. You know? Well, now that um, since it is looking forward is awesome, but I guess what were some 2022 highlights? that um that you want to reflect on 2022 highlight how did you celebrate happiness this year how did i celebrate happiness this year uh laughing a lot and being i think back outside more like just enjoying being outdoors and like taking Mm. walks and um noticing how much time has passed through my son's life and that he's almost two and just becoming his own little person so like as being a new mom in my mid-30s is challenging is also like rewarding because I think I appreciate it in another way than I would have if I was like 23 versus almost 34 like I just feel like I just really appreciate it differently at at this phase so that's been cool and then also like just celebrating some milestones in my work and the job that I do and the like just my whole my activism and my career path and the um just seeing some things come to fruition that I have been like really 
planting the seeds and manif manifesting for many years to see some of that like really happen this year, even though it's been hard, like looking back, it's been really rewarding and great that, you know, we've been able to do these things and I've been able to see these things happen like in my lifetime and while I'm still young and while I'm still active and all that has been really nice. Um, and yeah, like I cut all my hair off and I didn't cry after I cut my hair off. Like it felt great to like release the hair from the past and to mm -hmm. embrace like my natural like beauty and like teeny weeny afro for like where it is right now but then still if I want to be fancy and raunchy like put on a wig and like have that versatility you know like just releasing myself from other people's beauty standards or expectations for how mm -hmm. I should look I think I was holding on to my hair because I felt like it was my brand like people were used to seeing me with like long locks and stuff like that it's just like well do I have to keep this hair just because I'm used to how people are mm. used to seeing me you know like is this mm. still how I want to feel for myself and present myself so it's been kind of like joy in releasing like other people's beauty standards for how I think about my life like em embracing my own set of I like standards for how I carry myself and how I see myself like I think that's been really cool too it's just kind of like the older I get the more I don't give a fuck but at the same time, I still care if that makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, absolutely. I care about my humanness. I care about other people. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm releasing myself of like other people's expectations and standards of me. I, I also changed my name. I legally changed my name to the names I always wanted to go by. And I think that's been like a really special thing for me too. So I'm happy about that. It feels like you're growing into your skin. Yeah, I'm growing into my dinosaur skin. <laughs> <laughs> my scaly dinosaur skin, but I like it. I'll take it. You know. What about I you? I love that for you. Um again, I feel like we've operated in similar wavelengths. Um I think happiness for me has also been showing up for my kid um, and in ways that I haven't had to mm. in the past where it's like beyond survival now it's it's you know how to raise a good thoughtful decent human being that will be equipped for mm -hmm. today's world and tomorrow's world mm. um, and it just takes a lot of conscious parenting mm -hmm. um that i didn't receive mm -hmm. when i was younger for mm -hmm. whatever it was and i'm just grateful to have the capacity to practice conscious parenting on a daily mm -hmm. because i i know it's a privilege to be able to do and um I know my kid deserves it. I know that not every parent can um, or chooses to or even have the capacity 
to choose soon. So I, I just feel like being a parent has been the most humbling experience mm-hmm. because it continuously shows me what I do not know. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Time and time again, everything I thought I knew and then felt so sure about can can turn on its head in, in literally a nanosecond. Um, and it's a it's quite literally a 24-hour job Mm. Um, it's been the hardest thing i've ever had to do um but i welcome it absolutely and there's not a lot of life challenges that i've had to endure that i felt like i could welcome it and so i how I celebrate happiness, I guess, is continuing to show up in, in the ugly and the good mm. that comes to my family. Um, mm. I, I also have spent the year kind of the back outsideness of, of just letting go of relationships, um, friendships mm-hmm. and, and family, mm-hmm. and gaining new ones and exploring through new relationships, what that's uh, who I am as a person and how I've grown over the years and how um, I've changed um, through these new relationships. I've been able to see myself mm-hmm. in a way and and even um, deepening our friendship, mm-hmm. like as time continues um, has been very grounding for me as well i also had a hair journey yes bleached and dyed Uh my hair and i for the first time like i've had it done before but i've always had hairstylists not want to bleach my hair Mm. um because it was too thick and they're like you know you have to maintain it, blah, blah, blah. We might've talked about this in a prior episode too, but uh, I, for me, I always decided to not do it because I'm like, oh, I'm not trying to be blonde. I'm not, I'm not trying to get closer to whiteness. So like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Um, but I think a part of me also just wanted to let go of uh, not allowing myself to do something because of whiteness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like I could yes. just want to do it because I want to see how I look with long exactly. hair, and exactly. that be just that. Um, and while it took some getting used to, and I also feel like there's been a meditation of sorts of like I never used to have to really care about my hair, mm-hmm. in a sense that like whatever was was. But I also knew that it didn't make me feel more feminine. It didn't make me feel more myself by not taking care of my hair either. And there was like, there yep. was still something missing in terms of like how I wanted to show up for myself. Right. And like, I wanted to change my hair to see, continuing to see what suits me and what I was willing to do um, and not be low maintenance. I would always tell my hairdressers like, I'm low maintenance. Like, mm-hmm. give me the thing that I don't have to like do much to. 
this is not low maintenance. <laughs> I mean, like, color treated hair. And I remember this past week, um, after like my last like retouch, like my hair just felt like straw. It was just like so damaged from the color and like, the bleaching process. I was like, I don't know what to do. I've never had to go through this before. Mm-hmm. And that in a weird way, by damaging myself, like my hair, I I actually got a chance to like um, figure out what this version of self-care like was. Like through mm. this like exercise, I've been able to be like, okay, like, now what is your routine look like mm-hmm. now? now you have to be more conscious about how you take care of like your scalp and like the ends of your hair and like when you straighten your hair and like i never I, like if it's enough it's also just another reason to spend money mm. and so like i'm also like cool i get to spend more money on like various products but i'm in, in a in a weird way um it's also gotten me it's given me an outlet to figure out what my body needs and, mm-hmm. and like what it tolerates and what it does not tolerate. And so I still feel like it's in a lot of ways, self-discovery. Uh, I think next time my next, uh, I'm going to shoot for like probably like April, April of next year. I think I'm going to do like half and half. Like an ombre? No, like a like a dark on top, and it's mega like platinum on the bottom. Why don't you just go all platinum? Is that too drastic? It might be too drastic, but I also feel like I don't know. I I am still low maintenance. Like I don't know how it's gonna grow out. Uh-huh. So like I was kind of thinking if I did like an not like an undercut, but like a hat, like a part of this kind of like peekaboo style, like all <laughs> platinum. This kind of was I was entertaining, but okay. anyway, yeah, yeah. That's 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 been I don't know. I I like the um our self discovery themes and our like even through the shits um just finding moments to to pause and and realize like we have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, so. yeah. So what are you? looking forward to because how we always wrap up like i know what you're looking forward to i am looking forward to my two week get out of town time yeah we are going to the pacific northwest okay my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece and we're gonna spend two weeks there together just being being with each other i think the last time they were here in chicago um during the summer and you know i think just feeling like we lost so much time together mm. and so we're, we're trying to call back and, and and create more memories for our kids and like wanting them to even though we live so far apart they live in california um just wanting to create more moments for our kids and for for us as adults too as family members um but really like having um our kids kind of crystallize these moments together and and hopefully that can create Mm -hmm. you know um bonds that go that that go into when they're older and 
and it kind of starts right now. So we're we're making conscious efforts to like get together as nice. much as we can. What about you? What are you looking forward to? I am going to New Orleans with my baby daddy for his birthday. Hey. So it will be our first trip together since our baby was born. Wow. And is baby We're, going with you? No, he's staying here with my mom and my sister. Okay, and how do you okay, how do you feel as mom? Like I feel okay. Like I feel okay about it. I've actually been away from him uh twice, two two or three times. I've had to travel uh for work a little bit uh mm-hmm. over the past year. And so I've spent a night or two or three away from him before. And, you know, the first time was difficult, but, you know, then I'm like, okay, it got not used to it, but it got easier, but it's going to be different. Like with both of us being together yeah. like, without him and we'll be like, <laughs> you're going to talk think, about only him. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be like good for us and everything so i'm looking forward to that and then i'm also looking forward to my son's second birthday like he is gonna be wow in like a month exactly he was born on january 6th the day white people went crazy on the (laughs) capitol but his life and his little existence is just like yeah i think it's just like a, a a constant reminder to me that like miracles can happen and like change can happen and that like you know purpose is valid and real and like I just really feel like he's here for a reason and like we're all here for a reason and so I'm excited to celebrate his second birthday I know he probably won't remember his second birthday but it is special to me, you know, that he'll be two and that this much time has already passed. And so I'm excited about that. And also just excited to see what next year is going to look like and to travel more and to turn 34 and, you know, be a dinosaur, but, you know, be closer <laughs> to my magical auntie phase and maybe trial by fire. It will morph me into the rich magical messy auntie that I was always meant to be and you know we'll we'll just go from there you know I'm looking forward to it yeah we'll get we'll get our senior citizen card soon and we'll be like I don't know what are we what are we, what are we going to be doing I feel yeah. like dancing in the alleyways feels like our speed yeah maybe yeah Get our AARP cards and you know, swipe them at these dispensaries because weed will be legal everywhere by then. And we'll just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll use Lucky. our senior discount at any dispensary. And, yeah, and then yeah. and then going going from a dispensary to like a pancake house. Period. Eating too much with our blonde hair and our red hair. <laughs> And, you know, just talking shit and, you know, dinosaur references that the people born in the 2000s won't understand. There's going to be, like, some, like, super advanced technology on how to, like, shoot podcasts. And we're still just be, like, on our laptops, like, at a pancake house. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, to the now 13 people who listen. What? Because to the 13 people now... 
who listen shout out to you you're amazing hopefully you'll listen to us again next year (laughs) and we'll exactly next year maybe we'll do more than four episodes or we'll just be dinosaur aunties and only do four (laughs) episodes again either way you're the real ones and we are hoping that you have a wonderful beginning of the new year and yeah take care everyone peace out bye